Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sound of Play.
Every Wednesday on Sound of Play, we play some of your and our favorite pieces from the many video game soundtracks we've enjoyed over the decades. I am Ryan Heyman. Today we're doing another of these deep dive analytical video game music dissections, as they were, taking apart old chip music and piecing it back together bit by bit, instrument by instrument, to try to discover and understand this music at a lot more of a deep level than we would just giving it a passive listen. Today, I have a bit of an odd pick for you. A couple of weeks ago, we did a deep dive analysis on a few Donkey Kong Country 2 tracks, and today I'm taking it in the completely opposite direction, doing a few tracks from a weird, obscure game that most of you have probably never even heard of before. <laughs> but it has a killer soundtrack, and I think that we're all going to really like what we find here, so I'm excited to be bringing this to you for probably the first time for most of you. This is a Game Boy game created by Sunsoft back in 1992 called Trip World. It's a 2D platformer, has some really nice music, obviously, has some really nice art, uh, but otherwise seems a little unremarkable. I uh, get kind of low scores for being a bit easy, uh, but it, it is really nice looking for a Game Boy game. And it kind of has the look and feel of a Kirby game. Uh, you transform into these various types of animals from this weird little bunny thing as you're platforming all across this world to solve mostly kind of single screen puzzles. But anyways, the aspect of it that I want to highlight tonight is its killer soundtrack, which was composed by a Japanese group called Phase Out, which is composed of Tsutomo Ishida, Masayuki Iwata, and Atsushi Mihiru. As I was putting this together in these song exploder type of episodes, what we usually like to do is lead in with a remix of sorts or a cover or just somebody else playing uh, one of the songs that we're going to be featuring today. And I had a bit of a panic after I went through the process of extracting these various songs from the original Game Boy sound format and breaking apart these instruments and preparing the show, which takes a very long time. <laughs> Uh, I looked around and it seemed like nobody had done any covers of this uh, this game because it's so obscure and weird. Uh, despite its cool soundtrack, it just never really caught on in the like overclocked remix or YouTube cover communities, nothing like that. So hey, if you're a musician out there listening, you could be the first. <laughs> but what I opted for instead is a uh, got very lucky. <laughs> As far as this goes, uh, the main character of Trip World was used as a boss in a fighting game that Sunsoft put out a few years later, uh, back in 1995, called Galaxy Fight Universal Warriors, which you can actually play now on the Xbox One, PS4, and Switch. Um, it was an arcade game, and it's been released on many, many systems over the years. Uh, but it's one of those um, one of those games that they brought to the modern consoles as well. So if you want to see the Trip World protagonist being portrayed in a different light, uh, then yeah, check out Galaxy Fight Universal Warriors. But as he is one of the boss characters, that was his theme song from that game. That song was called Trip Trip Trip, as a reference to Trip World, of course. Luckily enough, that's actually the song that we're going to be ending the show on, the original version of the song that that kind of heavy, heavy metal version was based on. So we will indeed be circling back. But first, let's listen to some beautiful Game Boy music. At least I find it beautiful. <laughs> I guess it is a, it's a very tinny speaker. It's a little bit, uh, little bit harsh on the ear. But I'm hoping that's not going to be a problem. I've 
grown to really like it over the years, and I hope that you will as well. Anyways, the Trip World soundtrack is really interesting. It has a lot of very poppy, upbeat, typical video gamey type music, but it's offset with a lot of music that is either direct riffs from classical music or in the classical style, and so there's a really neat mixture of the two of them. Let's go into this first track. The first couple are really short uh, introductory tracks. The first one is just called Introduction. Let's build this one up as we go. The Game Boy has four voices that's utilized for almost all of these tracks, with the first two voices being square waves, the third voice being, I believe, a pretty robust sample channel, uh, which is mostly used for the bass in all of these mixes, and the fourth wave being the noise track, which is the percussion. So I'll just go straight into this first track, Introduction by Phase Out. This is the introductory lines. This is the second voice. It plays a harmony to the lead line. We will build up to the lead line by playing everything else first. So as you can see, it definitely has counter melody on the mind. And it has a very regal feeling to it, a very classical music feeling to it. Let's go into our bass track. This track kind of cracks me up a little bit because I like that it's essentially playing the cello part in this otherwise very classical sounding piece, but all those note transitions that are done with that like laser gun type of effect uh, really kind of mixes up the sound and what you can expect from this track. We'll go into the percussion track. Not a lot going on there. It does have some nice left-right channel dynamics going on, which I guess on the original Game Boy you wouldn't really realize unless you were wearing headphones, since it had a one-channel speaker. Now let's listen to that lead line that all of them were falling behind. Very cool, that definitely has a classical feeling to it. Now let's follow that lead line into this next portion of the song. It's a very smooth transition. In this case, the lead line, uh, the first voice rather, is playing almost like a uh, ancillary part to what the second voice is doing, which is interesting because the second voice, which is playing, I don't want to call it the lead part in this instance, but it is probably the most interesting and attention-grabbing portion of the music. But it's only playing out of one of the channels, which is interesting. Maybe you wouldn't even notice that on the Game Boy, but muting one of the channels isn't what I would do if I was trying to draw attention <laughs> to a piece of the music. So I'm, I'm really interested in this choice and why the composers did that. The bass track picks up a bit of percussion in there as well, while still maintaining its bassy groove. 
feels a bit more rockish here than the more classical style that it had before. And the percussion as well leans into this more rockish feeling. And this last portion of the song, this is just a very short introductory track, has this really neat interplay uh, between the two channels, and there's a lot of dynamics going on here. So let's listen to the first voice. You'll hear that it plays in the left channel, plays a kind of triumphant end of the bar in both channels, and then switches to the right channel, which is interesting, weird, I love it. That's just some good video game music right there. <laughs> and then voice two is supporting what we just heard with what would be in any other song an attention-stealing guitar solo. <laughs> but here, it is playing in the background, but it's still really cool. I like what it's doing. The bass track doesn't do anything that is that out of the ordinary, but it does start to almost break itself up towards the end, in a fun way that feels like it's almost glitching itself out of existence, like in the excitement of the moment. And the percussion track just keeps beating on. And that takes us to the end of that. Let's listen to that all together. This is Trip World's Introduction. our second track of the evening. This is called Title Screen, also composed by Phase Out, as was the entire soundtrack. This too is another short one, but it's interesting because the first two voices, well, we'll get to them in a moment, but first let's build up the background here by looking into what the bass and the percussion tracks are doing. Like before, the bass keeps a very rockin' tone. And the percussion definitely complements that. Now the first two voices, as I mentioned before, are acting very unusually. <laughs> they are essentially close harmonies that are meant to sound like one instrument playing together. They're playing complementary lines of the same melody. The first voice is only playing in the left channel. The second voice is only playing in the right channel. So let's listen to those on their own. First voice first. And here we get to the second voice. Now let's bring those two together.
Now we get to the second half of the track. It's a very simple one. The first voice transitions into uh, what sounds like singing, almost. I really like this. And it just starts going mad. While the second voice supports it by rapidly switching between the channels, it's a really interesting effect. And let's play the bass and the percussion together. And that's the entire thing. Let's mix that all together. This is Title Screen from Trip World. going on to our next track. This is called World 2 Part 2. This is a little bit moodier of a track, and it only has three voices. They've left out percussion for this one. Let's build this one up from the simple tracks to the more complex stuff. The bass line on this one is super simple. Not a lot going on here. The second voice is pulling double duty as it plays some interesting rhythm stuff in the background, as well as a high-pitched note that's supposed to harmonize with what the first voice is doing. I'm sure it's just the Game Boy speaker more than anything, but this reminds me a lot of walking around the caves in Pokemon. And the first voice plays this very mysterious tune. Starting between the left and right channels, and then coming together for this... In this next part of the track, the first voice plays a harmonization to what the second voice is doing, again only in one channel at a time, despite the second voice taking the lead part here. It is uh, kind of kneecapping itself by not playing in both channels. Not that it sounds bad, it's just, uh, you know, it's not as, uh, not as loud as if it's being played out of both channels but that doesn't keep it from cutting through. Now let's listen to that second voice that we talked about. And the bass line is keeping things steady down there. And this portion of the track is really cool because before it transitions into the next piece of the music, the first voice does this neat fading out type of thing, almost like it's waving goodbye. This next portion of the music is my favorite. The second voice is doing a very similar thing to what it did before, just without the long held notes towards the end of those phrases. The bass is keeping a very steady beat, just like in the beginning of the song. And the first voice is going mad, and I love this kind of thing.
The piece finishes right before the loop with these defeated sounding close harmonies. There's the bass line. The first voice. And the second voice. And from there it loops. Let's listen to the whole thing together. This is World 2, Part 2. next piece of music is World 3 Part 1, and this one's a lot more upbeat and poppy. I think that you'll like this one. The piece starts off with what I'm going to call a Kirby opening. <laughs> you'll hear what I mean in a moment. Let's listen to that opening few bars all together. You see, it's Kirby music, right? <laughs> not, not the only one. The first two voices, like before, are playing in opposite channels and are playing complementary lines, with the first voice playing an ascending scale. And the second voice playing a scale that uh, kind of sits in place. The third voice plays the world's most boring bass track. And the percussion track, which is back this time, gets in on the mix as well. Now we're into the main portion of the track. Let's, uh, let's meet our lead line. This is voice one. This reminds me of Sonic music for some reason. And there's a surprising amount going on in the second voice for something that's uh, mostly underlying what's a pretty upbeat track. There's a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of moodiness going on in here, which I think really complements the track well. Again, it's only in one channel. Sorry about that. <laughs> it can be kind of an unpleasant headphone experience, but uh, we'll survive, right? Thank you. 
the third voice is doing its best to play a bass track and some percussion, but it just kind of ends up sounding a little drunk and dopey, which is kind of lovable. percussion track isn't anything to write home about, but it's keeping on. In the next portion of the track that takes us all the way through to the loop, it's another short one. The second voice switches ears. And that takes us all the way back to the loop. Not a lot to go through there. But let's listen to it all together. I think you'll like how it comes together. This is World 3 Part 1. to a really complex piece. This is Final Boss Part 1. This was the piece that we heard remixed at the top of the show, and let's build it up from the bottom. The percussion track is keeping a steady beat as always. We won't be cutting back to this one all the time, but here it is just so you can hear it. The bass is feeling particularly antsy right now. It uh, has a lot of energy to it. The second voice is very fast, but very brooding, very menacing at the same time. It's only playing out of the left channel, but it joins back up with both channels to play this triumphant resolution. And the first voice playing the lead part plays a very similar piece to what the second voice is doing but it breaks it up with these kind of mad scrabbles every few bars. And what makes this really interesting is that the majority of the first and the second voices, in this first section at least, are playing very similar notes and close harmonies. They sound a lot like each other. But then when the first voice starts employing those real mad breakdowns, the second voice doesn't follow suit, and so there's an interesting interplay between the two of them there. It's almost like the lead line surrenders prominence temporarily to that second voice. Let's listen to just those two voices together and you can kind of get a sense of what I mean. I 
almost feels like a psychological effect. If you're anything like me, when it starts scrabbling around like that, you immediately anchor yourself onto the very steady second voice, the deeper tone, because it becomes more prominent. Those, uh, those high-pitched notes kind of fade almost to the background. They're playing out of only one channel, and so that helps kind of bring them down in prominence. And they become almost subconscious. We get the madness, the suggestion of madness of those notes as our brain kind of most consciously takes in the second voice for those short portions. And there's a neat kind of back and forth being passed around. And it goes in for, uh, I guess, a resolution, what I'd call a chorus in this song. A moment where all the instruments kind of get along and are working towards a common goal. Let's listen to that third voice. And the second voice. And the first voice. All of that loops again, but it's not the entire track done with. There's a bridge later on, let's skip straight to that. The next part of the music breaks into a classically inspired piece, as we talked about before. The first and second voices are again playing opposite channels from each other, kicking in both channels when needed. But this is an interesting interpretation of Johann Sebastian Bach's Bore in E minor. Let's play a little bit of Bore so you know which song we're talking about, because I know that classical music is really hard to identify by title if it's not like Moonlight Sonata or something like that. So this is Bore by Bach. Yeah, you know that piece. <laughs> and this is what Trip World does with it. Let's go into the second voice. You'll notice those sound very similar, and they are for the first few bars, but they deviate in the latter few. Let's play just those two together to see how that fits. really like that. And the bass line is steady. The percussion is fun here. It's just kind of playing these really anticipatory bass kicks. And the last portion of the music before the loop is this neat transition out of the classical phase back into the rock phase by pretty much breaking itself in two. Let's listen to it one voice at a time. Here's the percussion track. And that gives you an idea of where the others are going. Let's listen to the bass. This is the third voice. And very cool. Sounds like something straight out of the arcades. And the second voice.
And then let's take that home with the first voice. And you're going to love to hear how that sounds when it's all mixed together. And we will do that just now as uh, this takes us to the loop point and we can play the entire track mixed together as one. But before we listen to that, I would like to thank you again for joining me on this experimental music deep dive into Trip World. I hope you'll check out the rest of the soundtrack. The other tracks that we've uh, not featured today are also bangers, especially World One. I really like that song. So go and check that one out at least. If you would like to leave us a comment or put in a request for future sounds of play, then you can do that over at our website at canandrinse.com slash forum, or you can tweet us at Kane and Rince. That is, of course, named after the Kane and Rince podcast, our main podcast, which we highly recommend you listening to. You probably are already. That has a much larger listenership than this podcast does. But it is an arts history type deep dive book club into video games. We do one video game every week and really contextualize it in history, get our own opinions out there about the game and try to hunt down what makes it special, what makes it memorable, what makes it stand out. That is every Monday, Kanan Rince. Thank you again for joining me. We will see you again next week with your host, Leon. And here is Final Boss. From Trip World, composed by Phase Out. And just like the Phase, I am out. Mm-hmm.